The singing of the doxology by the PCC student body begins Pensacola Christian College Chapel. At each chapel service, students have an opportunity to receive spiritual exhortation and enrichment during a time of music and meditation on God's Word. This podcast shares selected recent chapel messages from guest speakers, faculty, and staff. Welcome to the PCC Chapel Podcast. Psalm 89. Look if you would at verse number 1. The psalmist says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shalt thou establish in the very heavens. Now watch verse 3. I've made a covenant with my chosen. I've sworn unto David my servant. Thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations. And the heavens shall praise thy wonders, O Lord, thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. Now drop down, if you would, please, to verse number 20 with me. The psalmist said, I have found David my servant. With my holy oil have I anointed him. With whom my hand shall be established, mine arm also shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not exact upon him, nor the son of wickedness afflict him. And I will beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate him. Watch verse 24. But my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him. And in my name shall his horn be exalted. I will set his hand also in the sea and his right hand in the rivers. He shall cry unto me, Thou art my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. Also, I will make him my firstborn, higher than the kings of the earth. My mercy will I keep for him forevermore, and my covenant shall stand fast with him. His seed also will I make to endure forever, and his throne as the days of heaven. If his children forsake my law and walk not in my judgments, if they break my statutes and keep not my commandments, then will I visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. Psalm 89, as I'm sure you picked up on as we read just these few verses, deals with the covenant that God made with David concerning the throne. Now, I'll be honest with you this morning, I'm not so much concerned with that covenant. We don't take the time to go into all that's involved in that. But what I do want to focus our attention upon is a word that keeps occurring in the verses that we read, a word that describes for us one of the attributes of God. And I'm sure if you were noticing closely, you picked up on it. It's the word faithfulness. He said in verse number one, I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. In verse two, he said, thy faithfulness shalt thou establish in the very heavens. In verse uh, number four, he said, thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations and the heavens shall praise thy wonders, O Lord, thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. He talks about it in verse number 24. He talks about it again in verse number 33. The faithfulness of God. For our purposes this morning, I want us to just take a moment and just quickly look at a couple of verses that we find in the Word of God that remind us about the faithfulness of God and exactly what does that mean in my life and in your life. I think the first verse I want to share with you is probably one that all of you can quote from your heart. Uh, or at least you're familiar with it to some degree because if you're like I am, it's a verse that you have to take advantage of on a regular basis. It's 1 John 1, 9. You remember that verse? The Bible says, again in verse number 9, that if we confess our sins, are you listening? He is faithful and just 
to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is one of the demonstrations of God's faithfulness. That when we confess our sin, when we see our sin as God sees it, that God is faithful. That means every time. That doesn't mean when he feels like it or, or when he is in the mood or when things are going his way. But the Bible means it tells us that God is faithful to, again, according to verse number 9, to forgive us our sins. And watch the second part of that. We miss this sometimes. We, we, we measure on the fact that God is faithful to, to forgive us our sins. But the Bible also says, and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. I'm so thankful that when God forgives, now listen, when God forgives, he also cleanses from all unrighteousness. Now let's be honest. You and I do not have that capacity, do we? We may forgive someone and honestly, truly forgive that person for what they've done, but we cannot cleanse them from all unrighteousness. Whatever they've done, if they, if they violated some law, uh, if, they, if they have broken some rule, we may sincerely from our heart forgive them. But we can't cleanse them from all unrighteousness. I remember years ago, I may have shared this story with you once before or with another group of students, but years ago in the school, we had a, there was a young man in, the, in junior high that was causing a little bit of problem in the classroom. And the teacher warned him the first time and proceeded on and warned him the second time. And then finally, the third time, she said, I'm sorry, that's it. Come with me. We're going down to the principal's office. Well, he got up and was following her down the hallway. They came to the stairs, headed down to where the principal's office was. And he stopped her all of a sudden. He said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just think you need to know, I just rededicated my life to the Lord. And I just asked the Lord to forgive me for what I was doing. And I'd like to ask you to forgive me for what I was doing. Well, she very graciously said, sir, I forgive you but we're still going to the principal's office. I remind you, we do not have the capacity or the ability to forgive and to cleanse from all unrighteousness, but a faithful God does. Aren't you glad for that this morning? That he not only forgives us, but he cleanses us. Let me give you a second verse to think about. Look, if you would, there in the book of, let's go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and verse 13. Another very, very familiar verse of scripture to many of you. If you're like myself, it's another one of those verses that you have to go back to on many different occasions. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and verse 13, the Apostle Paul in the first part of the, uh, the 10th chapter is talking about Israel and, and the things that happened to them. And he reminds us that what happened to them happened to them for an example to us, that we would learn from them. That's the value of the Old Testament, is it not? Uh, someone would say, well, why do we even worry about the Old Testament? It doesn't apply to us at all. In many regards, of course, the law does not, but it does establish for us the, the holiness of God. And at the same time, it's given to us for an example. We ought to learn from it. But here's what he says in verse number 13. He says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God, now watch this, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it? The Bible reminds us again that God is faithful. He is faithful. And in his faithfulness, there are some things that come to our uh, attention. First of all, it reminds us about this, this common temptation that he speaks of. Did you catch that? The common temptation. He said, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is 
common to man. Sometimes when you and I are tempted, we think that we're the only one in the whole world who's ever had to deal with something like this. No, nobody's ever had to deal with the temptation I'm dealing with. Not true. There's no temptations taken you or I that is not common to man. But here's the great blessing in regard to that. God is faithful. The temptation that we experience, many others have experienced it as well. And God is faithful. And the Bible goes on to tell us, and he will not suffer you. He will not allow you to be tempted above that you're able. A faithful God, a faithful God makes a faithful promise. I will not allow you to be tempted of what you're able. I'll be honest with you. I don't really like that part of the verse. Because that part of the verse reminds me that when I succumb to temptation, it's because I chose to do so. I like to think I didn't have any choice. The temptation was so great. The impulse was so strong. I could not resist. There was no way that I could get past it. So I I had to give in. I, I mean, what else was I going to do? But the Bible reminds us that God is faithful. And he'll not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But he will, with the temptation, also make a way of escape. Again, not exactly words that I like to think about. Because it reminds me that though God is faithful, He's not only faithful to forgive my sin, which I kind of like that, but He's also faithful and He won't allow me to be tempted above what I'm able. And so when I do give in to temptation, when I do give in to whatever it may be that, that, that the world, the flesh, and the devil is setting before me, when I do yield to that, it's because I chose to yield to it. Didn't have to. There was a way out. God always puts a back door. You know, sometimes we, we read that verse of Scripture and we'll tell people this. We'll say to them, you know, God will never put you through a trial that, that's too great for you to, to endure. But that's not what that verse is talking about. Can I just be honest with you this morning? Many times in my life, God has put me into a trial that was too great for me to endure. Are you listening? Too great to endure by myself. That's why the Bible says that we're to cast all of our care upon him because he cares for us. There have been many trials that I've come up against in my life that, that I, could not, I could not handle it. I could not deal with it. I, I could not go through it on my own. But when we cast our care upon him, he cares for us. And he sees us through the trial. But that's not what he's talking about here. He's not talking about trials. He's talking about temptation. And he's reminding us that there's not going to be any temptation that's going to take you that's not common to man. But God is faithful, and he will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape. There is always a back door if we'll look for it, if we'll take it, if we'll believe that our God is faithful. Do you believe that God lets you down? Do you really believe that God would let you down in the hour of your temptation? You really believe that God would, in that very moment, say, you know what? I'm sorry. You're on your own. I'm sorry. Uh, You know, you're going to have to do this by yourself. No. God is there. The simple truth is that sometimes we don't look for him, do we? Our faithful God. Aren't you glad he's faithful to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness? And and I'm thankful that uh, that he he, he is faithful to, to not allow us to be tempted above what we're able, but always will make a way of escape with that. I'm going to give you one other thing to think about. 
You still have your Bible there in front of you. Go back to the, the book of Psalms and let's go to the 119th Psalm. The 119th Psalm. I'll give you one of the verse. In the 119th Psalm, look at verse number 75. In this great chapter that exalts the Lord, we often talk about how it exalts, exalts the Word of God, and it certainly does that. But it's interesting that, that God is referenced in every verse as well as the Word of God. But he says in verse number 75, I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right. Now watch this next statement. And that thou in faithfulness hath afflicted me. God is not only faithful to forgive our sin, he's not only faithful to help us through the hour of temptation, but the Bible makes it very clear to us that God is faithful to afflict us when it's needed. The Bible reminds us in the book of Hebrews that he scourges every son whom he receiveth. God is faithful. I realize in some ways that's not so much a word of comfort until we remember this, that God loves us so much that he will not allow us as his child to continue to go in a way that leads us away from him. He will, in one way or the other, Again, to work in our life. He will, in faithfulness, afflict us. Now, you know as well as I do that God deals in different ways. Someone said this a long time before I ever came up with it. But God said, someone said that God often, when he's afflicting us, he begins by speaking to us. God speaks. And we know that that's true. Through his word, he convicts us. He reminds us what we're doing. We're going in the He speaks. And second of all, sometimes God spanks. It may be affliction that he brings into our life. It may be something that touches our body. It may be something that touches someone dear to us. It may be a circumstance or a situation. But, but God will do what is necessary. He will afflict us, whatever is necessary. And then there is even the fact that sometimes God slays. There is a sin unto death. If we refuse to pay attention to God... If we refuse to listen to him, if we refuse to turn when God deals with us and reminds us of the way that we're... You say, well, preacher, how long does that process take? I have no idea. That's all in God's timing. And I think it's different for every person. But please know this. When he does afflict, when he does convict, when he does draw, he does so in faithfulness because he cares for us. Can I just leave you with those thoughts this morning? God is faithful to forgive us our sin, to cleanse us from all. God is faithful as his child that, that when we are faced with temptation, that he'll not suffer us to be tempted above what we're able, but will the temptation also make a way of escape? And God is faithful to afflict the erring child, to bring them back to the place of fellowship, to bring them back to the place of joy of the family. I'm glad this morning we have a faithful God. A faithful God. Hey, by the way, if you're ever looking to define the word faithful, define it based upon how it applies to God. We talk about in our own life, somebody being faithful. That can mean multitudes of things. But when it comes to God, it means every time. Every time. Every time. Maybe it ought to mean that in our lives as well. That we are faithful every time. 
You've been listening to a message from Pensacola Christian College Chapel. You're welcome to pass this sermon along to others. Please don't charge for it or alter it without written permission from Pensacola Christian College. For additional information about PCC, visit us online at pcci.edu. Pensacola Christian College, empowering Christian leaders to influence the world for Christ.